Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. From an undisclosed broadcasting location... This is a test. For the next 60 seconds, this station will conduct a test of the emergency broadcast system. America, here comes the relief from the pain. Unapologetically, this is Lock and Load with Bill Brady. Number three. And here we are. This is part two, by the way, but this is Lock and Load. Talking to Professor Paul Markle. We're going to talk some more end of times uh, situations and make a few declarations and stuff. Let's, uh, but first, before we do that, uh, let's talk about some books. Well, yeah, I've got three books in the works right now. Uh, and uh, one of them is the Citizen Soldiers Guidebook, and the the subtitle is The Green Mountain Boys to the Patriot Fire Team and everything in between. And something that, that I think most people don't know because, well, A, the public school system is crap, um, and B, because the media has been taken over by the by the state, and now they're just a essentially a fourth branch of government. But there are the militias and the training bands of the colonies were part of the tradition that we brought from Europe to the new world with us. Wasn't, we didn't invent it. It's something that goes back a long, long time. I mean, you've got, look, you got the Spartans who were essentially citizen soldiers. You know, it was expected that if you were a physically fit adult male or a physically fit male, that you would begin your martial training as a child. You know, they, they studied obviously scholastic endeavors, but it was just as being a, a part of the community. It wasn't a, a hobby. You know, it wasn't a hobby or, you know, sportsman. It's like, wow, I was a sportsman. So I just like, no, it was part of your duty as a member of the community to just be armed and trained to defend your community. It wasn't something weird or crazy. Uh, that's what they expected. And then we moved into, you know, the Europe in the 1500s. Uh, we had training bands uh, in, in England. And, of course, that concept moved to the United States. And a lot of people think, well, that's quaint and that's old. and But, you know, that that's, that's uh, you know, 200, 300 years ago. We don't have that now and besides that that was just traditional it wasn't actually legally affirmed and those people would be absolutely wrong because there's been three not one a lot of people know about the dick act uh, of 1903 the efficiency of the militia act right but there's actually been three federal laws affirming and codifying the militia in the in the states 
course, it wasn't 50 when they started out. But uh, I believe my dates, you know, don't yell at me if I'm wrong, but it was 1794, 1862, and 1903. Uh, but those were all federally codified. You know, Congress was like, yeah, this our, hist- our history is, it, you know, is of a militia, is of a citizen soldier. I mean, for the love of all that's holy, the state of Vermont was founded by the militia. Ethan Allen and the Green Mountain Boys were instrumental in creating the state of Vermont because the state of Vermont was disputed territory between the state of New York and the state of New Hampshire. And it was Ethan Allen and the Green Mountain Boys who said, who were, were a citizen militia who said, no, we're going to have our own state. And they petitioned for Vermont to become a state because if you know your history, Vermont was not one of the original colonies. And if you, if you look at the map, you're like, that's kind of weird because it's right there between New York and why wasn't it an original colony? Because it didn't exist yet. <laughs> but the, the fact that Vermont just, the, the, the rhino governor in Vermont just signed a law prohibiting and forbidding paramilitary training within the state of Vermont is asinine. It's, it's like a sick joke. Do the people who live in Vermont not even know anything about the history of their own state? Does the governor of the state of Vermont, for the love of all that's holy, Ethan Allen's on the flag. <laughs> He's on the freaking flag. Yeah. And if it was, if, you know, when it comes to they're like, oh, well, you know, only the state is allowed to, to have certain training and knowledge and ability. You know, the peasants aren't allowed to have that knowledge and ability and skill and training. Uh, that's the whole, the, the, the foundation of the state of Vermont. It was founded by citizen soldiers. And the fact that they just decided to ignore that is astounding and it speaks volumes as to the the state we are in as a nation now the dick act so let's 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 talk a little bit just about the dick act okay Mm -hmm. because this is one of my favorite ones but yeah i would imagine mine too (laughs) Uh, when, when, when we think about this this is something where they're always talking about well we don't know what that looks like and we don't know what that means and all this other stuff this is actually codified in detail what the militia is and it's all that's always ignored whenever because now everybody wants to look at the militia as the National Guard or the Army yeah they're like or, oh it's the National Guard yeah, no, 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 no. yeah. so uh, that part of it that gets swept aside that is still a viable absolutely happening today law as far as as far as the statute is concerned it's still on the books nobody's ever yeah. repealed it nobody's ever made any amendments to it. it it stands alone still well the thing is is, is they have they can't be now there was no national guard when the nation was founded it was all training bands and militias with citizen soldiers right and so as time went by they said they, they, you know, they, we had the first act, the first militia act, the second one, and then the third one, which is the Dick Act. And they, they actually created or they codified two, a formal and an informal. And that's where they, that's where this, this big lie about the National Guard. Now, the National Guard is a formal organization. However, 
it's but in you know and you can read it in the in the law if they repeal the law or remove the law or change the law essentially what they would do is they would do away with the the legality of the national guard and there's no way they're going to do that they're like yeah we changed our minds we're not going to have it anymore we're going to do away with it uh, but when it comes down to the foundation of the of the country the fact of the matter is, is our nation was founded by people who were citizens first and soldiers second, not the other way around. Right. And they were and they were controlled by their peers in their communities, not some faceless bureaucrat hundreds or thousands of miles away. They were responsible to their neighbors. And they, I mean, the, the original training bands and militias. And if people are listening, they're like, why does he keep saying training band? That's not a thing. God in heaven, read a book. Uh, <laughs> the, you know, well, actually, the, uh, uh, there's a really good book about Paul Revere. Uh, that it, it, it's a thick one, but uh, it's a really good book. And, and it goes into the, the specific details leading up to the events of April 19th. Right. Um, but yeah, the, it, they were called trained bands or trained bands back in England. And then they, uh, you know, came to the United States and they called it a training band. And what that meant was it was, and that's why they had parade fields or training fields or what they called drill fields in the middle of towns. You know, uh, they would deliberately have a great big, open area in the center of the town or right near the edge of the town because that's where the men of the town were expected to show up you know whether it was the first Saturday of the month or whatever and to drill and they did it publicly because they wanted the citizens to see I'm too busy listening to you keeping track of the time this is why Paul is the student of the gun this is why knowing Paul is, is its own reward. We'll be right back. This is Lock and Load. talking to Paul Markle. He is the student of the gun, the professor, and we're we're basically doing a descriptor for why everybody out there should be ready to go if you consider yourself to be a citizen of these United States. And I had to interrupt you if you wish to if you can get back into that rant again, go ahead. No, that's great, but it's 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 as simple as understanding the history of the country. It's as simple as knowing and recognizing and acknowledging our history. And, of course, that's the problem because there are forces at work to ensure that people don't know history and are completely ignorant of history or what's even more uh, malevolent or evil or insidious is the fact that we have, a, you know, a, a, the fourth estate, you know, the media, that portrays the militia as, well, as a pejorative, 
it's always the far right militia right. or the extremists or militia extremists or whatever. That's purposeful and it's deliberate. And nobody, and the thing is, nobody is ever able to call them out, raise their hand and say, you, um, phalluses understand that this nation was founded by a militia, right? You phalluses understand that that's part of the fabric of our nation. It's in the founding documents. And then you go out and you, you, you know, you, you, they never say good militia. You know, when's the last time the media ever said something about a, a citizen's militia or the whatever? Uh, it, it's been a 50, maybe 60 year campaign to convince the average dunderhead that the term militia is a pejorative and that they should never, ever, ever want to be involved in it or near it. Or, you know, the last thing in the world you should ever say is that you're part of a militia. And if you do, your neighbors should shun you. Right. But that's not the reality of the situation or, you know, it, that's part of a lie in the propaganda. But when we, we were talking before the break about the drill field, you know, you had a training field or a drill field or whatever, because that's where all the men of the training band or the militia were expected to be on, like I said, the first Saturday of the month or whatever. And they did it publicly because it was part of their civic duty. And they were proud that there's that their neighbors and friends and family members and stuff that they saw them out on the drill field. You know, it wasn't something that they did in secret. They didn't hide it. They did it publicly on purpose because it was part of, it was a community function. And we've gotten so far away from that deliberately. Our history has been poisoned by those who, you know, see it as convenient or it works in their favor to poison the history and to alter the narrative and to convince people that, that they don't have, I mean, look at, look at zero tolerance in our public schools. What zero tolerance is, is if, you know, Johnny and Jimmy get in a fight because Johnny was walking down the hallway, minding his own business. And Jimmy came up and knocked his books out of his hand and called him a dirty so-and-so. Right. Right. They both get suspended. Because zero tolerance. Yep. We're not going to think. We're not going to engage our brains. We're going to punish the person who was actually the victim of the of the assault, even if they fought back and won. What does that teach children? It teaches children that they don't have permission to defend themselves. When you send your kids to one of these public crap holes, one of these these. Oh, I'm going to keep it PG. One of these, these places where they indoctrinate them. Yep. You send your children there and they are taught from a young age that if they're picked on, assaulted, punched, hit, kicked, whatever, they're not allowed to immediately stand up for themselves and defend themselves. As a matter of fact, if they do that, they will be punished. What is that teaching them? that is teaching them that they don't have the authority to defend themselves, that they first must seek out. And what do they tell them? Well, if, if you were being picked on, you should have went and, and found a teacher and told the teacher. Yeah, that's, that makes it great for their, uh, for their, their school career. They're the little Jimmy's the one who always run into the teacher. That'll make him popular. Right. 
that, but it's brainwashing. It's a psyop against your children. Right. And so we have people that grow up now. I mean, we got people in their twenties and thirties now that were raised in that psychotic public school, zero tolerance era. And they've been convinced that they're not allowed to defend themselves. Matter of fact, they shouldn't do that. It's someone else's job. Now that someone else isn't going to be there when you're getting raped and stabbed or robbed or whatever, right? You know, the people in the uniforms will come later, take your statement, zip you up, put you in a plastic bag, and and put you in a uh, freezer drawer later on. Yep, they, they'll do that, but they're not going to be there when you need to defend yourself because self defense is not so much physical; it's mental. And when you strip a citizen's ability, you strip their mental desire to fight, what you have is what they desire. They desire a, a meek, subservient culture that first looks to the, the state, their masters, for permission before they do anything. It's right there in our faces. I'm not saying, I'm not making anything up. It's not a conspiracy. It, it's right there. But we let it happen. Oh yeah, we did let every part of it happen. You know, I I, uh, I was talking on the other show, and I was talking about this survey amongst the Gen Zers. And there's two things that the Gen Zers are really interested in. They think the thirty percent of them think this is the way it should be. They think it is a smoking hot idea to have government surveillance inside the home. You know, like a la the telescreens from 1984. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They also think Marxism is a groovy idea. 49% of them think Marxism is a, is a groovy idea. Yeah. They yeah. are the, they are the yeah. products of the garbage mills that you were talking about just now. The schools oh, yeah, that, the indoctrination know. centers. Yeah, they, they are indoctrinated. And they have successfully I've done it. I've been telling people for decades, at least a decade, since, uh, since I turned on my microphone, get your kids out of public schools. Get them out. Oh, no, you don't understand. My school is not like those schools. Really? Where did the teachers get their degrees? What do you mean? From the school. Where, where did the teachers in your kid's school get their degrees? Well, at a college or university. And what do they teach them in colleges and universities? Yep. They teach them how to be good socialists, how to be liberals, how to be radicalized. Doesn't matter if you if you're in rural Oklahoma, your kid's teacher went to some liberal indoctrination camp called a university or a college where they were where they had a psychotic freaking communist socialist professors, you know, who never have held a real job in their lives, but they want to talk about you know the economy and they want to talk about the difference between socialism and, and democracy and capitalism and this, and these, these scumbags have never actually had to hold a real job. They've never had to make a payroll. Hang on right there. If you will, talking to Paul Markle, he is the student of the gun, student of the gun.com. Uh, you can find his books there. You can find his training there. You can find his media there. We'll be right back. This is lock and load. Over 25 
35 years, Aero Precision has paved the way as a leading manufacturer of American-made AR parts. Aero Precision caters to the rifle builder by engineering quality receivers, hand guards, and other essential parts. Aero Precision's added enhancements create a smooth build process from start to finish for beginners and seasoned builders. Whether this is your first rifle or your 50th, Aero Precision offers everything you need to make a quality AR at an affordable price. In the 21st century, the handgun has become the preeminent self-defense tool. At CNH Precision, we specialize in taking your weapon to the highest degree of functionality possible. With a complete array of goods and services specializing in red dot sight installation, CNH Precision will help you realize the most effective handgun the first time. If you need slide milling, installation, or accessories, go to chpws.com. CNH Precision, welcome to the Boom Squad. At Chambers Custom, we have one job. We strive to build the most obsessively, reliable, accurate, and beautiful pistols for the discriminating gun owner. Using the ageless 1911 design with a 21st century approach to each part and component, Chambers Custom meticulously begins each pistol as a standalone project, creating a bespoke, handcrafted, peerless firearm. They integrate all of the internal, external, and intrinsic elements that make a custom 1911 unit. Go to ChambersCustom.com. Chambers Custom, truly the mechanical advantage. At Spikes Tactical, we are all shooters with a very simple mission. Make the best product we can perfect at the best possible price for our consumers. We strive to produce the best components and rifles available. With quality control second to none, because real-world events don't allow for a second chance. Whether you are an operator, competitor, or home defender, Spikes Tactical will serve you well. Go to SpikesTactical.com. Spikes Tactical, 100% American-made to the highest standard. no such thing as a fair fight, and we bring the unfair advantage that is the 2011 platform. Dominate. At Staccato, we know the most important gun you own is the one that you're carrying when you're facing that threat to life and freedom. Win. We want you to enter that objective confidence that you are carrying the best gun in a gunfight. No compromise. No sacrifice. Staccato2011.com. Stand ready to face down the darkness with 2011. Holster.com, the home of DeSantis Quality built American-made products for 45-plus years. Supporting police and government contracts from first responders to responsible citizens. Holster.com is your source for quality American-made leather and Kydex holsters for the armed American. For concealed carry or open carry, Holster.com has what you need. We didn't invent concealment. We perfected it. Go to Holster.com now and buy a DeSantis holster today. What's in a name? If that name is Ace Firearms, you've just entered a very expensive business. First, a fully appointed gun shop with all the guns, ammo, and accessories you could possibly imagine. But then you enter the manufacturing facility that is home to Red Alligator Concealment, Militia Arms Customs, and so much more. Ace Firearms is beyond a simple gun shop. This is a totally peerless operation. To find out more, go to acefirearms.com. Ace Firearms. This is only the beginning. At MGS, we have what it takes to reinvent yourself. With a curriculum designed to balance work, family, and a gun repair education, MGS provides the gateway into one of the fastest-growing segments of the gun industry. Modern Gun School's mission is to provide high-quality distance education using time-tested materials and hands-on projects designed to develop a proficiency in both the technique and the business of gunsmithing. Go to mgs.edu. MGS Trade School. Your future is waiting.
Wade, welcome back. Talking to Paul Markle. He is the student of the gun. And uh, we're talking about the end of times and what has precipitated it and the fact that you guys, if you guys consider yourselves to be citizens of the United States, then you be, need to be prepared to defend your country. Although... Well, be prepared to defend your community. Yeah. You know, that's, that's the thing about the country is the country will be fine if the communities are, if the communities are safe. Right. If you're looking to the central capital, you know, if you're looking towards capital city saying, I hope they save us, you're going to be sorely disappointed. They, they're going to save them. They're not going to save you. Right. You're a pro. You're expendable. You know, the truth is, Bill, is, you know, we've been talking for, for a long time about, you know, the, about currency and about the value of the dollar. And if you, if, if you were a sane human being and you'd look at this, this trillion dollar, what is it, 31 trillion, it's something astronomical. Yeah. Yeah. And you say, how could any intelligent adult human in Congress or the Senate, how could they go to the floor and be okay with being in debt $31 trillion. You know, it's, it's something astronomical. It's to the point where it's insane. You know, you say, well, each person who lives in America now owes derp, derp, you know, hundreds of, you know, it's crazy. And, and people wonder, they're like, how is that? How could that be? Are they criminals? You know, do they just not care? Uh, no, it's, it's, they don't consider the dollar actually to be the currency because the dollar is just notional. Whether it's euros or dollars or bitcoins or whatever they want to call it, it's all notional. What they view is your labor as currency. You see, because they know that it doesn't matter how many bills they write, how much money they spend, and how many quadrillions of, of you know dollars they are technically in debt, because you are the currency. You and I and everyone that they that they look down on, you know, the people in flyover country, you're the currency. They're counting on the fact that you know, regardless of what happens, that they can essentially uh, use you as an indentured servant to the government. You are an indentured servant. If you want to stay out of jail, if you want to be in their good graces, they're going to require you to continuously give them more and more and more of your labor. And if you refuse, you say no, I'm not going to give you any more of my labor. Well, then they will single you out. They will target you. They will make an example out of you so that the people around you see what happened to you and therefore are afraid for that to happen to them. So they will put their heads down and they'll behave. That's the, that's the easiest explanation when people say, how can we be $31 trillion in debt? How can Congress go how can they go into session and spend one penny when they're thirty one trillion dollars in debt? How can that be? 
because they don't care. Right. Because money is just notional. Because actual currency is you. Your labor is their currency. And as long as they know they can threaten you with jail time or arrest or shaming or they'll come and take your stuff, then they don't have a problem with it. So have you, seen, have, you seen all the mo- have you seen all the money they're thinking about spending right now? Oh, I get, I, for my own sanity, I don't try and get into the news. Do you want me to mention any numbers cr- to you? I know they're criminals. Well, first of all, uh, you know, like, nobody needs to convince me they're criminals. Yeah, like for the United States to get to net zero on climate change, they're proposing spending $50 trillion. Mm-hmm. Just on that, just on that one item. While, yeah. while we're banning gas fire fur- the furnaces, you know, they're always wanting yeah. to ban something. If you look at climate change and gun control, they use the same template. Oh, absolutely. It's all totalitarianism. Sure, absolutely. It is. And it, I, I and guess it works to a certain degree, but, I mean, if you look at San Francisco, for example, where everybody's running. stupid people. Yeah. Uh, San Francisco, uh, they just lost two hotels. They, two, a hotel company that owned two hotels that combined had 2,400 rooms, two hotels. Um, you know, they don't operate using their money. They operate on loans. So no. they're just going to foreclose. They're just going to let the, let the two hotels, the buildings go into foreclosure and pull out $725 million loan out the door. That's the thing. That's what they're going to do. And, uh, you know, I, that's the result of totalitarianism. You can't go into the, you can't go buy groceries. You can't do nothing because you're just going to get your, you know, your butt handed to you by one of these uh, goblins that are out there. You can't carry a gun. You can't yeah. defend yourself against them because then the goblins will. You're not be, allowed. You yeah. don't have permission. You don't have a, yeah. Absolutely. The government hasn't given you permission to defend yourself against them. And if I, you do defend yourself, they'll, they'll arrest you. Haven't heard about any, Have they, have they pardoned Daniel Perry yet? I don't know. Do you know who I'm talking about? The, the guy the, um, who pulled the gun on the mob. Well, the guy who, you know, he had an AK pointed at him when he drove inadvertently while he was doing Uber or something into into their little protest. And uh, the guy leaned into his window with an AK and pointed it at him. And this dude had a gun on him. So he just, you know, guys point AK at me, I'll shoot you. Oh, yeah. I, I forgot about that. Yeah. But, uh, he got convicted yeah. and... Uh, the governor there, he has said, I'm going to pardon him. And, uh, but he has to go through a, the, the pardon board, the clemency board. And he's made the recommendation. Since when? Well, you know, Texas. Since when does the governor have to do that? Texas. Are you kidding me? Nope. All the outgoing governors, that's, that's like one of their big things is they, they, they get the, they get, you know, the, the, the favors. That's the favor payback. <laughs> Look at how many people Clinton. Pardoned on the last on his last day in office. Yeah, but that's the president. All the terrorists. Yeah, it's the same. It's the same procedure. It's exactly it, the Yes, I, that that I have no doubt about it. But uh, for for whatever reason, uh, governor the governor there he's uh, he has to go through a clemency board. He is recommend they have to recommend that he be pardoned in order for him to be pardoned. That doesn't. That sounds like a load of crap. That sounds like like blame shifting or yeah. responsibility shifting to me. Whatever it is, it, it's a process. And then there's Daniel Penny in in, in uh, 
New York, who just grabbed a guy and held on to his head, didn't put him in a rear naked or bare naked choke or whatever they call that thing, rear naked choke, and didn't do that to him, just held him down. He was alive when he let him go. He died anyway because he's on drugs. And uh, now he's in New York. And he, I don't have time to go into this. I, I'm going to ask yeah, you about Yeah, I don't this. feel sorry for people who live in New York. It's your own fault. You made the decision <laughs> to live there. And whatever bad things happen to you, you have coming because you made that decision. Yeah. No, that's not it at all. <laughs> go cry to somebody else. You know, you, you could fix it. You just don't want to. You don't want to. Right. It'd be too much effort. It'd be too much effort. You'd have to be uncomfortable. And so I'm just going to cry on Facebook. And when people point out that I'm a freaking tax slave who lives in New York, I'll, I'll yell at them. It's like it's their fault. Right. Indeed. Yeah. No doubt about it. I mean, I... But we're going to talk about that in the next segment because uh, I haven't really actually given you a, a decent going out kind of thing. So Paul is the president and CEO of Student of the Gun. And uh, Paul specializes in flourishing in in misery. And he can teach you how to flourish in misery. And that is the key component to survival, if you can do that. Paul, so that's Paul's speciality. He has all of the tools, all of the teaching criteria right there in front of you. If you want to go check it out, studentofthegun.com. We'll be right back. This is Lock and Load. We're talking to Paul. This is the last time on the firing line. We've been talking about uh, the, the 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 way the state of the world and what what your role is in it. If you can protect your community, uh, let's. Uh, I did want to ask you about this, though. and you've already stated it. But I mean, these areas like New York City, Chicago, St. Louis, where they keep over and over electing the same people. San Francisco. San Francisco is going to be the new Baltimore. You know, Baltimore is simply. The, the wild of Maryland is over, taking Baltimore over again. They're just that deserted. It's like walking into a, a you know a set from Escape from New York. Um, do they deserve? Have they elected the government they deserve? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it, you know, every one of these cities, they're like, oh, why is it so terrible? I don't know because you've been doing the same thing for fifty years, expecting a different result. Yeah, it's the literal definition of insanity is to do the same thing over and over again and expect a different result. Right. Uh, but, you know, the people in, in we, we won't hear this from the mainstream news media, but the people in France have been in open revolt against their government the whole month of May. Yeah. For weeks and weeks they were out protesting, and it wasn't like five people. It they, Depending on which source you, you believe, it was either three-quarters of a million or up to 2 million French citizens took to the streets to protest against their government. We're always making fun of France. But for the Lord, for the love of all that's holy, man, the French are protesting against government intrusion or oversight or whatever or tyranny, and the people of New York can't do that? 
They are. The, they, the supposed freedom-loving people in New York can't yeah. do that. <laughs> well, in France, you know, they they extended uh, retirement for what two years? Yeah, yeah. They're they're getting wise because the EU's broke. Right. They don't spend all the money, and so what they're trying to do is slowly ease the people into the idea that, hey, you know all that. You promised to give us all of your money and taxes, but we promise you wonders, the wonders of socialism. And, you know, um, yeah, we got no money. Right. We didn't spend it all. Right. <clears throat> and, and they're, they're really, they're about to be screwed because they're moving into a situation where they're going to have way more people taking out of the system than putting in. Well, that's how they started importing all of these Islamics into into Europe. Yeah, they're all taken out. Yeah. Because they're like, oh, come to our country. We are nice people. We'll give you free everything. But we we'll need you to you produce. Government programs. Yep. Well, and the thing is, they're, they're like, why would I? I got, you know, myself and my 11 children, mm. and I'm on a government, you know, housing program, a government assistance program, a government... What are you? What are you talking about? Why should I? No, that's not how that works, man. You, know, the, you can't just bring the, and that's exactly what they're doing in the United States. They're trying to destroy our us by bringing in you know, hundreds of thousands, if not millions, of non-producers. Right. Well, I mean, uh, yeah. you know, uh, when we were in the '80s, when I was stationed overseas, and I'm sure it's been this way the whole time. We were spending more to defend Europe than Europe was spending to defend Europe. Absolutely, and they created this monstrous welfare state doing it. And uh, oh yeah, you know the 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 Europeans have always looked at work as sort of a necessary evil, but they right. they've never done the kind of stuff that we do for work. They've never gotten out there and worked a sixty hour work week of hard physical labor or anything like that. And oh, the, most of the continent takes the summer off. Yeah, they do. No, no, I mean, yeah, not. It, 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 if you talk to anybody in the gun industry, uh, if they're dealing with Europe, they have to factor in the the European vacation, right? You know, you're like don't don't be expecting anything from the factory in July because that ain't happening, brother. You know that kind of stuff. <laughs> Nobody's going to be here. Everyone's right. going to be on the med. They're right. going to be on the coast on the med, sunning right. themselves. Yep. They have this. Uh, they have this season where all of the rave, all of the big concerts happen out in the various islands, and they go to those, and uh, they do they do all kinds of uh, fun activity activities, but they don't work, and that's largely because they've mooched off of us. Would you agree with that? Oh well, yeah. When you talk about their their defense, yeah, they're like, oh, we're they're afraid of the of, of the big bad Russian wolf. And uh, we were the ones that was keeping the Russian wolf away. Yeah. And now they're making side deals. Uh, Macron is trying to make a side deal with uh, with, with with Putin, so it's okay <laughs> for him to do. And I mean, I oh. hope I hope whoever the next president is remembers that and just comes in and says, "Okay, you guys want to make some side deals? Okay, you guys have at it." NATO, we we're no longer a member of NATO. Bye bye. Enjoy that. NATO isn't what it was. No, NATO is no. NATO is run by by socialists. Yeah, uh, by you know, NATO is responsible for the Ukraine problem. We don't have time to talk about that, but they are. Yeah. Well, I mean, they're the. Uh, well, I mean, they, Ukraine they was not a member. It. Yeah. 
Well, they instigated it. Hey, you know, they knew about the Ukraine problem for 20 years, ever since the fall. Right. Ever since the freaking fall of, of the Soviet Union, they knew that Ukraine was going to be a problem. And rather than, you know, to negotiate or whatever, we did the exact opposite. We went into Ukraine and built chemical warfare or biological warfare facilities. Well, we also learned how to launder money there. And they launder money there. They yeah. launder money there. They've been but doing it for decades. When they decided they wanted to join NATO, you know, I, I've done the, I mean, Putin was never going to let that happen. No, they knew that. Tactically, there I would was, never allow was, that to happen myself. No, because he doesn't want NATO parked right next door to him. Right. And he told them, he's like, don't do it. And they're like, yeah, we don't believe you, whatever. We're just going to do it. We're going to do what we want. <laughs> and look yeah, where they are like, today. Well, you know, yeah, the like, thing why is. Why aren't you flying a Ukraine flag? Like, um, I'm not going to jump on the on the Ukraine bandwagon they don't because need, they NATO's need to, a corrupt organization. Ukraine needs to be flying the American flag. Right now, uh, the Ukraine has the edge in technology and equipment, and right now Russia's pulling up the T-55s and the T-34s out of mothballs because all of the T-80s yeah, and all the T-72s are blown be, up. I would be careful how much of the the Western NATO propaganda you listen to. I'm not. I'm just. That's just a report I saw. Yeah, the, this all this the the Russians are on their heels and they're about to collapse. Is yeah, it's a little well, no, a little bit that yeah. they just haven't decided to do serious combat operations. I don't know what they're doing exactly, or maybe they don't know how to do serious combat operations. Whatever it is, uh, well, we're we're just going to ignore the fact that the United States government blew up a for another country's pipeline, <laughs> which is an act of war. Yeah, we're just going to going to pretend that that's not that that, 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 that did not happen <laughs> oh, that's funny that's some funny stuff um yeah so as as we do you think wherever we got about we we have one minute so i'm just going to ask you one quick question do you think that in the state that we are in today that there is any way the soft way to get back to a constitutional america no but I have good news. Oh. If you'd like to be be able to protect your community and work with your community and local people, stop trying to think that you're going to fix the country. Fix your community. Right. If you fix your communities, you can fix your country. Come join us. If you're out west, if you're in the Utah, Wyoming, Idaho area, we're doing a Patriot Fire Team training camp the end of this month. Go to studentofthegun.com. Go to the training section. And uh, actually go to shopsotg.com, go to the training section, and we'd love to have you. If things do so, go bad, Paul yeah, Paul will be the doing, overlord of Utah, and I will be moving doing, there to be one of his faithful servants. Yeah, lots of good stuff. Land navigation, communication, team tactics, teamwork. All the stuff um, that nobody teaches. Right, all the stuff that you don't get where you're at. Probably you probably teach them how to read a map, right? They'd be like, "What's this big oh, yeah. paper thing? What is this?" Yeah, maps and compasses. What's this spinny thing? Is this it's a watch? The analog GPS. <laughs> I don't even think they teach that in the military anymore. I they love land. the army because it's too hard. Yeah, it's easy to just pull up that GPS and just go, "Hey," because it's never wrong. It's never wrong. Uh. Of course, everything that's ever put out there is wrong at some point or another. Thank you for taking the time to join me today, sir. 
Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Yes, sir. Studentofthegun.com. Go check that out. This is where you can find all of your wants and desires when it comes to the gun because he trains on everybody, trains everything. He looks at everything. The most practical applications you're going to find out there right now today in the good old U.S. of A. As for me, I'll be back in uh, 21 hours between now and then. Remember this, it's never been about gun control. Not once, not ever. It has been. It's always going to be about total control. This has been Lock and Load. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.